Hey everyone, welcome again to another episode of Nerds in the City, a Central Florida podcast talking about nerd cultures, movies, games, comics, movie reviews, events happening in and around Central Florida, and everyday life. As always, this is your host Tony with Damn Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what do I feel like every time you say that I'm like getting it kicked out like somewhere like damn Nick get the hell out of here yeah like that's pretty much it yeah yeah, yeah but I, I try not to emphasize like damn Nick I'm like damn Nick like what like like Samuel Jackson would say it yeah yeah <laughs> kind of but with, with more enthusiasm with in more enthusiasm than yeah. Samuel Jackson <laughs> yeah wow it's hard okay. it's hard to do that but wow it is it is how's everything <laughs> been man it's been cool uh just trying to figure out this whole Thanksgiving thing. Oh yeah, you ready for Thanksgiving? Eh, I'm not. I'm not a big Thanksgiving person. Like I don't, especially since this whole pandemic started. I haven't. Like you know, I've been trying to control my eating, so I don't eat much. So I've never really looked forward, and I'm not a turkey. So yeah, but I've never been again, looking forward to Thanksgiving like th- that. There's only been like two times that I've gone to a Thanksgiving dinner that had turkey. All the other times, it's always spending. Every time. That's true. But then, also the last couple of years since I've been with a bunch of broke people, um, all my Thanksgivings have been public stricken. Hey, that worked. <laughs> Actually, what was it? Uh, uh, no, it was it was not Thanksgiving. It was Friendsgiving, whatever. Friendsgiving, but. Friendsgiving. See, Friendsgiving is okay to have public stricken. I that's, dude, there was like six. There was like six. That's an okay. public stricken thing. And if if you if you listen to this and never been to Publix, it's a Florida. A uh, superstore, uh, supermarket. Yeah, right? like you know, in New York, you'll have like uh, Rite Aid or or Phila uh, or Sea uh, Town. Yeah, stuff like that. Like in uh, Massachusetts, you have super uh, super stop and shop. So that's the equivalent of super stop and shop. From I Massachusetts. think in Texas is H E B. Yeah, or Randalls or a Piggly Wiggly in like Midwest uh, Georgia. Do you really know that, or are you going by like a no. TV show? No, I know that. I literally know that like the only time i ever heard piggly wiggly was like in um married with children where peg was always talking about like i don't know i always picture peg saying something like that when she talks about where her hometown or something i don't know why yeah well all right so, so the only reason i know is because of work because one of our clients mm-hmm. uh has i work for a software company that deals with pharmacies and they have client our clients is called piggly wigglies and they're like all in like georgia area so I know of that. So that's how I know. Hey, man, you know what works, works. Yeah, man. it does. And the only reason I know that, that it's a supermarket because I had to call them one time and they're like, oh, what do you want? The meat department or whatever, whatever. I was like, oh, pharmacy, please. I would love to look around all the country and see how weird people's supermarkets are. Only because I think of what is that one place by the house? Lion something. What? The There's a supermarket here. It exists called Lion something. Like I don't even know about it. All I know is it's weird because it's supposed to be like a super discounted supermarket mm-hmm. where you have to put a quarter in just to get a the little cart. BJ's used to do that. And they don't give you bags. Like, it's super cut cost type place. It's hilarious. Like our, uh, like uh, Albies? Aldi's? Is it Aldi's? I, for some reason, calling Lion something. I don't know. Lion's? Aldi's? Aldi's, then. It was Aldi's, yeah. Yeah, they don't give you bags. Yeah, like it's super cost cut efficiency. Yeah. It's like... Oh, I love all these. Oh no! I just, you, <laughs> just, all right, so you you want weird? All right, so we're gonna. I, I, it's not even a topic we didn't get into it, but all right, let's talk about weird supermarkets real quick. Just get okay, into go it. for it. The weirdest one I've ever been to one is mm-hmm. in South Florida. I don't know the name. I know where's it at, mm-hmm. and they have live turtles that you could buy. 
Is that the why it's weird? Because it had live turtles? That you could buy to eat? And frogs? Oh, wait. The frogs? Are, you sure this is Florida? It's like, it's like, yeah. That's some swamp country yeah. sounding yeah. thing right the, there. My friend was like, hey, I want to get some blue crabs. I was like, okay. So it was like, where are we going public? He's like, no, 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 no. I know the spot. I know the spot. Yeah, he was like, let's go in here. And there was live blue crabs, live frogs. Mm-hmm. And he just buy them and eat them. <laughs> I was like, the fuck? You know, I remember, <laughs> I, the funny thing is, I love New York for this reason, but there was a place. I don't know if it, I think it still exists. It's like a farmer's market, but it's indoors, right? Uh-huh. And it's every day that I understand. I'm, when I was growing up, I thought it was a little weird. So, there's a, yeah, this place in New York. And I basically imagine like it's a huge warehouse, like a flea market where everybody has like a little booth, but they sell food. Yeah. So it's not, you know, you can literally buy cooked food. You can buy lettuce, you can buy all this stuff. So it's like a supermarket because it's a big indoor yeah. building. But each individual little like five feet is a different little shop. Oh, yeah. I've, I've seen those. So I'm, I'm it's like to. a permanent farmer's market. Yeah. But um, yeah. So you ready for Black Friday shopping? Anything? I ain't going to do no Black Friday shopping. Or Cyber Monday, at least. The funny yeah. thing, I ain't do none of that stuff. It's funny because like, you know what I find weird about that stuff is, and I've always wanted to create a, a program or if somebody created it, I would love to check this out. I, I, I believe that Black Friday sales are essentially just kind of like fictitious. Like, I think what they do is if you track the pricing, I feel like if you look at the, let's say it's a year ago, that same product, it might be like $20 more than what they're charging at the time of Black Friday. But what they do is they constantly raise the price until Black Friday and then drop it. So it's like, oh, yeah, we're getting 50% off. But that 49% came in the last six months. Yeah. So... (laughs) So I feel like you ultimately do not are not really getting a good deal. It just appears like a good deal. The other ones, that, the, the other thing I usually get for Black Fridays mm-hmm. are games. Usually they they a lot of games that I normally wouldn't purchase at full price. They get off half off mm-hmm. that. But yeah, so I've seen them that they'll mark them back up and 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 slash the prices to what they just had it on sale for like three months prior. And even worse is sometimes, have you ever been to Black Friday, bought something, and don't get me wrong, even if you track the number, it is actually a good price. However, three weeks after Black Friday, they're basically selling either at the equal price or less. Oh, you know when to get the best time? Mm. It's after January 5th. Why January 5th? Because that's all all the returns come in. (laughs) Because people buy double items. So a lot of companies will 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 have to take them back because they're gifts, mm-hmm. and they have to restock it. But then they have to sell it lower than what they had it on sale mm-hmm. to push it out, so they could get it off their floor, off of inventory. <laughs> so if you really want to shop in in store after January, why 5th, did you why say January fifth? Wouldn't it be like right before? Like because I mean Christmas is twenty fifth. That's it's usually like that gap. People, okay, that people, gap, people week, whatever that week week and a half, like ten days after. Mm-hmm. That they give them time because you have to think of it, it's Christmas, but then they have New Year's. Mm-hmm. So people either still out of town. So when everybody settled in, it'll be the first and it'll be like, give it a few days. Like literally after the fifth, that's mm-hmm. when all the big sales come up. So what about, you know, it's, you know, it's like, it's probably be a good thing to do is if you do the, you know, remember the uh, carts that you get from um, Amazon? Yeah. Where you can buy like return carts. Can you imagine the amount of return cards that, that happened at that time and what is possibly in those return cards? Oh, man. Because think about how many possible gifts. Even Tyler the Liquidations were coming to you in February. Oh, man. They're going to be blowing up, watch. Yeah. It's going to have so much stuff. Oh, 
But let's get to it. Let's do this. All right. So the first topic is Dave Chappelle. Yeah, man. He uh, just announced, or he was. There was a video that you were Mm -hmm. telling me about Mm -hmm. that he talked to Netflix and they took down all his Dave Chappelle show content from it. Yeah. Right. So I'll tell you the story. Um, Well, first off, it's a funny, funny way to put it was Dave Chappelle asked cancel culture to cancel him and just to give you context of what he meant by that was so he starts telling the story about when he was younger and all these different things that he learned over the years because he said when he was doing um when he was offered Chappelle you know he was I think he said he was only 28 so you know he said he was 28 you know he was going through some stuff and you know obviously he was looking to to get a paycheck so you know he felt like He's not really trying to blame. He's just kind of giving you more context of his mindset and what he was going through at the time and the people that he trusted at the time to kind of go through this. But he said basically ultimately the deal that he originally signed um, stipulates it doesn't really have to get paid when the Chappelle show airs like that. Yeah. Like one most so he has no royalty deals. He has no. It's not. I forgot. He didn't really go into if he has them or if maybe they just don't have to pay him for it. Oh, uh, okay. Because think about it. You know, one thing about that show, because he's basically, he said that he lost the rights to him, himself, forever. Yeah. Like, Chappelle, like, he says even if he wants to start a show again, if he wants to break the show back, he can't name it Chappelle Show. He can't name it his own name. Because with what he did with with uh, Comedy Central, essentially, was that he gave up his rights to himself. Yeah. Now, mind you. He didn't know what he was doing. He didn't, you know, he didn't know how the legalities of what he was signing at the time, you know, whatever. No, I mean, of again, but he's not, he said he's not trying to necessarily, you know, point fingers in a sense, but he does feel like it feels weird to see that his name keeps on coming up and he sees nothing from it. So, you know, when he saw that, because mind you, he's been working a lot with Netflix and he saw that Netflix started to uh, air it. And he had spoken to Netflix, and because he was not happy with the whole situation, he said that's this is only he said this is the reason why he stays with Netflix is because he said they basically said, okay, do you want us to get rid of it? Yeah, that's loyalty. Basically, that's, so that's loyalty to your content creators. No, and and one thing too is that he is he's a very peculiar man. He's like somebody who probably does not respond well to that kind of like level. Because mind you, he is famous and people. We'd eat up anything he puts out there, but oh no, of course he just he's the way he says it. He's like it's a it's just a horrible industry. Yeah. So he stays away from it as much as possible, even though he does show up and he does he does come out a lot. I think that's why he says he he does 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 do things with Netflix. So because of he wasn't happy with it, Netflix took it down. Yeah, they did solid for him. So what well, one thing he had said was in his the stand up that I'm talking about, he said. If you have ever liked him, if you've ever liked anything he's created, um, he says cancel him. And what he means by that is he's asking people, his fans or whoever, to stop watching the Chappelle show altogether until he gets paid. Uh, he gets paid for it as well. Yeah, that's that's that I would res- I respect that. Yeah. Until he gets what he's due for what he created. Yeah. So, so I mean that's something. That's I mean you can look for the video yourself. I mean I don't. I hope I didn't butcher his words, but 
Yeah. Ideally, he, that's what he's saying. That, that ideally, he's asking based on the agreement that he has with right now. Central, he's uh, not Comedy Central. Anything that comes out. Well, as far as he doesn't really like anything that comes out with when it comes regards to Chappelle show. show. No, I'm saying in regards yeah. to the Chappelle show with Comedy Central, mm-hmm. they don't really have to pay him mm-hmm. if they choose not to. I'm assuming it's something At, like that. Something he's, to he's that just degree. Not getting, he's not getting his fair share. Yeah. of his own content. All right, so then out of Netflix coming in, like the homie they are with him, they were like, "If that's the case, we'll take it down." And Netflix is, I mean, business standing, it's only positive to keep him happy in a sense because yeah. For all the he's future giving content, them, he's giving them exclusive content, like exclusive uh, stand-ups, exactly, and that that people watch over and over. I They're still watch it. Yeah, they lo- they love his content, and it's not something you can find on any other platform right now. Yeah, that somebody could come in and because most of the times they would have been like, oh, you know what. We understand, but that's not something we want to tackle. That's not, you know, they're picking, most networks will pick their battles mm-hmm. and being like, you know what? I'd rather let it slot, let what we'll keep it just because of whatever agreement they have with Comedy Central mm-hmm. or whatever agreement they have with the holding company that holds it. But they were like, no, you know what? We'll ride with you, which is, I think that's a great thing for Chappelle because then canceling himself on the Chappelle show. Um, so he could get what he's due, and also for Netflix to show that they do he they do respect and respond well to their content creators and people that they have exclusive rights to to do content or shows or movies, whatever there is. And that's crazy because I, now thinking back to everything that happened, like the one thing I remember the last season. You remember the last season of the Chappelle Show? Yeah, a little bit. It never felt right. It always felt like something was not just that it was off. Obviously, it was off. But it felt like I was doing something bad because, you know, obviously he wasn't there anymore at that time, but they were still showing his work. Yeah. So he wasn't even part of the show at all. At all. And it is, they were literally just showing like maybe like lost. Lost tapes. Lost tapes. They I called it lost tapes. Yeah, yeah the lo- lost the, tapes. Dave, yeah. Dave Chappelle lost tapes. Like they were still. Like they skits, were still skits, mil- skits. In a sense, they were still milking it. Like. Oh, yeah. You know, dead yeah. animals. So like they were, they were still They're trying to it for what they had, whatever they had left in the tank. That's what I'm saying. That's that's that, it, it, when you think about it, that's horrible. Yeah, he left. He's gone. But because you have these extra tapes that he recorded previously, yeah, you're gonna continue okay. making money off of it. And these are, I think, some of them were skits that he didn't hit the mark, but didn't get fully flushed out. That if you would have put his hand on it, it would have been way better. And if he would have more time to to flush it out, it would have been way better. And that's where that's where that's where you have to kind of not necessarily draw that line. I mean, everybody's gonna have their own way of doing business, but it's always, I always say it's better to think of future than just to to, mark, to make whatever you can now. Yeah, because money's money. I get that, you know, and you want to make as much money as you can be possible, but you know, it's just sustainable. Because if you're just gonna milk this guy, obviously he's never gonna want to work with you. He's never gonna respond well, and you and then the only card you have left to play is intimidation. I mean, yeah, it's, it's not, not going to, you're not going to get, you're even if you win. could, you're not going to get any good work, is it? Yeah. So, and that's not sustainable money. That's just like milking a lot of money now, but look, 10 years later, they could have been making money from his stuff, from him specifically over the, all these years if they worked well with him. Yeah. That's 10 years worth of money, 10 years worth of hits. Even more, more than 10 years. Isn't it? Been? Yeah, since he disappeared and he came back. Yeah. yeah. It's been like 10 years. I, I thought it was like 15 but see, anyways, but yeah, it was it's it's an interesting concept, and I and I and I I commend them. I don't really watch the Chappelle show. Not not that I knew about all this like previously, but I just yeah. I always loved the Chappelle show. 
But um, yeah, after knowing this, I don't have any issue for that. But right. continue. Yeah. So let's get on to some. What you got? MCU news. Boom, MCU boom, boom, boom. news. All right. So it got confirmed this week that Deadpool is coming to the MCU or the Marvel Studios. So I don't know how I feel about that. People, they haven't confirmed. All right, so here's the thing. They haven't confirmed if it's mm. going to be a rated R or not. It's going to come through Marvel Studios with new writers. So, that right there, that's what I'm saying. So that the, is not a good But the song. two writers that they're bringing are from Bob's Burger. Yeah, so you're trying to look for comedians that can write content that seems edgy without actually going. Being, being too edgy. So basically, yeah, you're trying to change up the format. I think they're just going to try to push the envelope to the brink with with this character. But see, but that's what I'm saying. They're. It bothers me because I remember when uh, what was it when Deadpool two yeah came out with the second edition the the PG thirteen version exactly. I never watched it. I didn't either. But I hated the idea of it because it just felt like and I called it. They, they were testing, testing the they water were testing when, the when they water came in, see if they, they can still make money. If they if they were to keep it PG, and reg- the problem is the popularity of the actual Deadpool movie Part Two, it, you know they're gonna justify they're gonna use that to justify any money they made from the sec from that one, and think oh well look see that one made money and I don't like that so like it's kind of using the force of one thing and then saying it's act- this it was a, the effort of this one yeah it's not it was the whatever happened in the other movie. And they're going to use that to justify possibly doing this in a PG-13 rating. And I'm like, they're just going to ruin it. It's like, it might be funny. It might be entertaining. But it's not going to be the same. It's not going to be Deadpool. It's going to be Deadpool, but it's not like a true. No, it's not going to be. A a true Deadpool. Like, and I could already see them trying to market it down to like cartoons and stuff like that. They want to do with him. Like, they're just seeing. It just bothers me because they're just seeing this to be. The guy proved. The guy proved that he can do. Something good with the yeah. character. Obviously, they ruined it the first time they created the the, the Deadpool, Deadpool character, yeah. and he came back and be like, "Yo, let's do it this way. Let's do it the right." And I think he funded most of the the. the well, opening. I think he funded the trailer. Did he fund that that fake trailer? Yeah, I think he that fun- essentially got put in the movie. Yeah, I think he funded the fake trailer and got put in the movie, and that's that's what started the whole campaign. That Fox was like, you know what? People are responding really well to this, and and let's let's see where it goes and. The success of that because he he kept it a true R Deadpool movie and and he keep it he kept it true to form of what the Merc with the mouth is yes. that's all it is and and I respect the fact that Disney or with Marvel Studios is bringing him back because he's a popular character mm-hmm. plus you have Ryan Reynolds which is anything he touches now is always going to get your attention because he has that charisma. He has, he's good looking. I mean, he has a lot of things going for him, even though he's been out for, he's been in the movie industry for a while, but I think now it's, it's picking up tenfold momentum for him for anything he touches. Like he's doing a movie with, um, uh, what's his name? Mark Ruffalo that he played. Mark Ruffalo plays his dad in a time traveling movie. Yeah. I gotta watch it. I just, I, I, no, I just read about it, which is funny. Okay. So yeah, and like Zoe Zaldana's in it too. Mm. So they they they're getting he's getting a lot of movies, and he did good. And two, and I knew it when we first talked about it, like on one of our po- episodes, that 
they they're gonna do a PG thirteen release, and I was like, it's a cash grab, not a cash grab, but to test the market because they it was just at the beginning beginning when uh, Marvel was or Disney was t- in talks about buying Fox, and I was mm-hmm. like, they're testing the waters because it's such a popular like character that they're gonna want to carry it over. On top of that, it's also rumored that Deadpool three might be the introduction for the Marvel to come into the MCU. You mean, wait, not Marvel. I, I mean, X-Men. For the X-Men to be introduced to the MCU. Mm-hmm. I think they might use that anchor. Him so, as the anchor to bring them to, right. to confirm them into the MCU. It just bothers me because I'm like, I couldn't be like this. I couldn't say almost any other. Let's say if there was another character and he might have been a little edgy. But for the most part, he really is not that bad. And you put it to a PG, maybe. But this is literally a character who I can't think of one joke that does not involve, you know, you know, body parts, some kind of sexual thing, some drug, some, you know, curse word from profanity. Yeah, like literally every part of what he does is like coded in all this profanity and foulness because that's how he earns the R rating. Yeah. And I mean, like, I don't I know PG is allowed me, I think, like one curse word or something like that and implied stuff like that. But that doesn't work with that character. That character did not hold back. Yeah. And none of the jokes were like that. So it's like, damn, I want to watch a movie again now. I do too, but <laughs> and the thing is, I I just I don't know. I feel like it's just gonna be. It's like watching your favorite movie on TBS. Yeah, that they cut off the scenes. Yes, and, it's and just you're just annoyed. Like, okay, this is annoying. Yeah, like this is it's just an annoying thing that you kind of tolerate because you like the movie itself. But now we're not even gonna have the original movie to compare it to because yeah. you know even if you liked. The censored version, maybe it's because you know what actually happened in the real version. Yeah. So and they did add some scenes. I remember they said I read somewhere, but not enough to 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 signify that. Like, I just wish they would at least, uh, if you're gonna own the content, if you want to produce the content, then let the content be what, what they is. created. Yeah. But I think they're only doing that because they're Disney's radar art thing. One. Well, they have now that they have owned Fox, they're able to do our R-rated movies or anything else the thing is that it's gonna be difficult oh well, it will be difficult because if they're trying to establish deadpool into the mcu if he goes and be and is in like uh spider-man or another another movie then he's gonna be so washed down Compared to his movie, his, well, you can his, it could be implied, and you can have your censor, and that could actually be a joke that he has to be censored in those movies. Yeah, that could be funny. That actually would work exactly. But no, in his own movies, he should be who he like, is. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one too, because that will constantly break the fourth wall. He's like, "Hey, you guys are watching on Disney." It'll be like it, it would be <laughs> like uh, uh, remember the Good Place? Yeah, they're like fork. What? What? I where am I? Which movie am I right now? Like. <laughs> See that would be funny. That that doesn't. That would be a way that you can joke with it and still have it in yeah. those movies. But that's those movies. So another mm. thing is mm-hmm. uh, for Black Panther two. Yeah. They said that Shuri is going to have a more prominent role. I don't know how I feel about the way they worded that. Yeah, I I didn't. Two things about that. Yeah, one I didn't like the wording. I do know that she does take the mantle of, of Black in Panther the comics. in the comics. Yes. Um. I I have a feeling. Because I don't know if they filmed it yet with Chadwick Boseman. I don't think they did. Mm. I do think that they're going to replace him. 
as a new there's gonna be a new T'Challa. But I think Shuri's gonna be she's gonna be the interim Black Panther until they confirm another T'Challa to take over permanently, possibly, unless if she gets a good response for this movie, if if she gets a good response and people love how she's portrayed, how the character, her development from from Endgame to now, and if she has a scene in between like Spider Man or Black Panther, I mean uh, Black Widow, not Black Widow, I'm sorry. Somewhere in between, like, Doctor Strange, or there's something in there that helps develop her character a little bit more. Like, she's, like, a background character just to... Like, it's just going to have to... You're going to really have to be really good. Because I could, I can see that as a way to justify someone to actually take the mantle, aside from Sherry. Where it's like, she is the Black Panther, she takes the role, but she does not want that role. Because maybe she is the kind of person that wants to travel and do everything... She does not want to rule. Yeah. But it's going to be difficult to sell that because, I mean, it's going to be difficult to sell that without kind of being a little bit like, I don't know how to explain it. it because essentially, you're, what are you going to say is because it's, it's it, the people's, people's uh, perspective is going to be very simple. It, they're going to be like, oh, well, so she can't be the. She can't. She doesn't want to be because of this, or she doesn't. She can't be the king, whatever. Be, or she can't be the ruler queen. because she's a yeah. because she's a she's a girl, and then you replace that with a man. Like yeah. that's what I'm saying. It's going to be a simple version of it. So you really have to do it with enough nuance and good acting and good storytelling yeah. to be Very like soft handed. How the transition is going to be mm-hmm. to 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 get it there. But yeah, yeah. So I do. When I read that, I was like, oh, like I don't. I'm not sure, but. There is one. So, all right. So, the other thing for Black Panther is that uh, uh, rumored that the villain, or yeah, the villain of this one might be Namor. Namor. Yeah, I saw that they casted a guy. Somebody was saying that he looks like he would be a great Namor. Namor, yeah. Namor. Um, I'll be honest with you. The only person, the only story that I can see that works for me. In order to transfer, transfer from uh, um, obviously T'Challa to uh, Sherry to someone else, it has to be somebody established. You cannot just bring a new face and somehow give him the story enough to have the justification for that role. Because again, this is a king. This is not a uh, you know you're just grabbing somebody to be leader. Yeah. So I think I kind of feel like I would go on board with somebody had mentioned another story where. You bring back Michael B. Jordan, Killmonger. Yeah, he like a- he doesn't actually like he doesn't actually die, and maybe he turn he in honor of T'Challa he turns a new leaf to like rule as a better king. Yeah, something like that, some story like that where it'd be different, it'd be new. But if you, I think if you do pe- good pe- enough pe- acting in it, people are not going to be happy with it. Of course not. No, I know, but because. I just feel like it's more the, acceptable. Yeah. I was reading something similar to that. It's like when when the whole thing with Chadwick Boseman, they were like, oh, what happened if they bring Michael B. Jordan characters back mm-hmm. with Killmonger? People were like, we don't want it because he actually killed people. Like, he was actually a killer. But... Yeah. But redemption stories are always... Is a great. Is a, always always great. That's what I'm saying. Depending, I'm not saying that people are going to respond well, to, especially to the initial telling of the story. Like, when people find out that's what they're going to go with. But... If you do it correctly, because a good redemption story is always key. A good redemption yeah. story is always 
you know, something people look for. Like, how many movies have you seen where somebody used to be a hardcore killer and now is trying to start a better life and whatever? And, you know, it could be that where it's like she does not want that role. She does never. She's never wanted to roll. She wanted the role to learn, to go around the world and learn and because she's a, she's a genius, right? That's what she does. Yeah. So then they find out that this guy's been living quiet life somewhere on in that area. And they, you know, she she basically asks him to do it. Yeah, something like that. You know, but again, it would have to be him. You have to have somebody established. You can't. And I don't have think they're gonna it, a new person. Yeah, that's another thing. I don't think if they do like all right. So if they do transition mm-hmm. to a new T'Challa or a new Black Panther, mm-hmm. I don't think they should do it in this one in part two. I think this one would be a great re- uh, character development for Sherry. One that it shows that something happened. If they use the the if they're gonna stick with the death of T'Challa, that they that she takes the mantle, but is re- not regretting, but having difficulty to hold up to the standard that she wants that it should be held to. She's like like how you said like she wants to learn. She's like she's conflicting of whatever what she really wants to what she's able to provide for her for Wakanda. You know oh, oh I got another one too. I got one for you. Go. Because you can make the argument that Sherry might be too young. Maybe that's be hard, difficult to pull. Well, I'm just saying, maybe that might be a difficult thing to pull off. Like maybe a young, like for that role, especially as a king or queen, a young character might be difficult to have that kind of regal, you know, person, that kind of yeah. person, personage. Um, however, the one who played his personal bodyguard, the girl from um, Walking Dead. Yes. Yes. That. That would be a great story. Oh, yeah. That would be a great transition to somebody who is like, because she, she's very regal. She's very strong, very, like, powerful. So for her to take the mantle, I think would be way more accept. Not, not, not to say that Sherry wouldn't be accepting. I think either or. I think e- she would be very either, accepting. Either or would, would do great. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing with that, if she is, mm-hmm. um, I forget her name from uh, Walking Dead, Yeah, is that, being that they're royalty, it has to be of a royal bloodline to to be Black I get Panther. That. Unless they they were like, you know what, you're the protector of Wakanda. We'll have Sherry as a queen if she wants to keep ruling or uh, um, providing for her country and expanding and learning oh, that's and teaching. I like that. And she's like, she's like, you know what, you're taking the you're in honor of T'Challa. If they go with the route that he's completely dead mm. in the thing. That you're the new protector of Wakanda and our people and the world as Black Panther. So, oh. so then she's she doesn't have to rule, but she's a she's the protector. she's a oh she's the ruler, but she's not a she's not the warrior. She's a, she, who yeah, she will be the ruler, but like not she the warrior. Can do, she she does so well like, with the it, war. It, it's like they, but then that would suck because you're like oh now uh, this is me thinking out of out of being the devil's advocate because like oh yeah. so you need you need two women to do one man's job. Like somebody's gonna say that. Like, I I feel like somebody's gonna say some type of bullshit like that. Some, but, of course they're gonna. That's what I'm saying. If you, no matter what, that's what that's what I'm saying is that if you even go into the story arc of her, because obviously that's the that's the only one that makes sense that she takes over. Yeah, um, that's the only right way to do it. But I just that's what I'm saying. When you said that she's prominent role, I don't like that because you're not telling me that she's gonna take over the mantle. You're just basically saying she's gonna take a more prominent. She's gonna role. be interim to something. That's what literally what, That's it means. what I'm saying. Like she's in, she's like oh instead of her being the background character or the secondary character, now she's gonna be more FaceTime 
and progressing the story of the MCU plus the Black Panther storyline as an as an individual mm-hmm. franchise on its own. But you're not confirming that she is going to be Black Panther. Yes. So what we're assuming automatically with words like that is that she's going to be the interim to something else taking the mantle. Who it is, we don't know. Mm-hmm. But I like to see where it goes. And then we have one more. <laughs> one more. What do we got? So uh, this was for Captain Marvel 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said there's rumor that Rogue is going to be the villain for Captain Marvel two, and and this is an if they do that, that's going to open up X Men and mutants a little bit more into that universe because now they're because now we t- Deadpool's bringing X Men, Rogue is an X Men, and then Dark uh, Doctor Strange is bringing in like all supposedly all three versions of Spider Man, so that's going to open up the multiverse. So Rogue might come in through there, possibly, and Battle Captain. So I didn't know this, because I always assumed that when Rogue got her powers, that was the end of Captain Marvel. Um, But apparently, no, she didn't kill her. She just stole a portion of her power. Yeah. So, because, yeah, if you think about it, there's no, even if you think about Rogue in any kind of context, she was never as powerful as they displayed Captain Marvel to be. Yeah. So it'd be interesting that she took... She's going to basically, essentially, steal a portion of her power as well as a portion of her memory. Yes. So, which is funny because uh, um, in the original Captain Marvel movie, she didn't remember anything, which kind of is a main story of who she is. Yeah. But they made it, they gave it a different background of why. Yeah. So, I wonder if they're going to go with the same thing because obviously you're kind of going again with the same kind of lineup, which is that... She, you know, she loses a piece of her memory. Yeah. So, I, I don't want it to make it feel like a retcon. Like, they're going to try to retcon. Like, oh, the storyline that we gave you in the first one is not ideal to how the comic book was. Or maybe it would be cool if they never actually said how they did it. Yeah. But then again, too, then that basically would mean there's another prequel where it's like, well, how do you think that you lost that memory? How do you think, like... We we took that memory from you. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like that'd be cool, but I don't know. How it's gonna it'd be introduced because essentially, then she had lost a portion of her memories, um, her strength as well. Yeah, it's gonna be difficult, but I do like the fact that Rogue is gonna be in it. She is one of my top five female comic book heroes. But see, I'm wondering uh, if if Rogue is gonna be the villain. Rogue wasn't alone, and Rogue wasn't actually acting on her own accord. No. She was acting in the accord of Mystique. Yes. So the question is, who takes the mantle of Mystique? Mystique. I hope it's not Jennifer Lawrence. Of course not. I hope not. I didn't like that version. No. Actually, you know what? I, you know what bothered me? Nobody ever put her in the dress. I always loved that about Mystique. Mystique had this the really, white. Oh, yeah, that white dress with the little skulls and stuff like that. I, I mean, I know nobody has, let's say, wears costumes all the time, but it was such an elegant, like, thing the way i don't know i just thought it would be cool that she has it but no she always was kind of like naked basically yeah i don't know it was weird i just hope that they bring her back that they actually have her in something like elegant like because you, you had a, a um what's his name the the guy from uh uh sorry the x-men first class the one that can that had a, a nightcrawler's ability mm-hmm. he was dressed to the nines oh know? yeah 
that's what I'm saying. It would it would be ideal that those because I think they said that those are his parents, right? Yeah, Mystique and and that character. So it'd be interesting if they were just always dressed like this 1920s like couple dapper. Yeah, super really dapper, dapper, really cool. <laughs> Yeah. So, but, but yeah, I, I, let's see what they plays out with these because uh, it's very they're trading on, on thin ice, and I hope they're able to get past it. Like, yeah. I hope they do it well. Yeah, that's what that's one thing is that, and and the thing with this with that is that uh, as much as we, a lot of us are like how we say it's predictions or just things that we wish to see or things that are gonna be roadblocks that we already see as fans. Yeah, me because it's harder it's harder to see it. It's easier to see as a writer than a fan, but the fan is because we're 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 projecting our thoughts and our opinions based on what we want to see. Yeah. But I think Kevin Feige has this great attention to what the source material is, to what is best to see on cinema, mm-hmm. and to be give a good fanfare love to the comic book artist, to the comic book lovers, mm-hmm. to the people that are just being introduced to these comic book characters and people that maybe don't watch comic, read comic books, but love the movies. Mm-hmm. So I think he has this good chemistry that he's able to fine tune a little bit of each one to get to tune into everything to hit the mark that he needs. And you know to. what kills me is like going back to the whole uh, Deadpool thing. Yeah. That's the one where I'm a little iffy with everything else. I feel like he's going to do good, good, well, you know, whatever, you know, good balancing act. Yeah. Because, again, those are all introductions. Those are all new ground that we're going into. But when it comes to Deadpool, you're bringing in something that's already established over. So that's where I'm like, OK, this is weird because it's not like he's he's bringing Spider-Man, you know, like, dude, we love the new Spider-Man. We love Tom Holland. Yeah. I like them way better than I liked any of the other ones. Don't get me wrong. Um, Tobey Maguire was always was always cool when I was growing up because that was my first yeah. my first experience as Spider Man. But Tom Holland's is my favorite uh, um, like vision of version of him because I felt like he's the most accurate. Yeah. Um, however, those are all introductions and they're all or they take an old content that didn't work and they brought into something new. Yeah. Deadpool's the only thing that actually is working and by it's the way it is right now in its current formation. So I feel like it doesn't need to be rechecked and revisited. So if they did that, that would just be to fit some kind of, I don't know, box that they they. It just seems like uh, just a weird regulation to do. Yeah, especially and with I, all the content Disney is buying, it feels weird that they were now we're now not going to see content done because of rated R because of that kind of arbitrary rule. Yeah, but you know what? Mm. I love the idea, and we should put it out there. See if a petition that mm. that Deadpool is completely rated R, but anytime he shows up. Mm. In any other movie, he he just breaks the fourth wall to understanding that he's in a Disney. Yeah, he is in the the good place. Uh, yeah, he's like, what the fork. Yeah. <laughs> um. Wait, you did mention one other thing, didn't you? Um, the uh, Miles. Miles. What Miles what? Morales. What about him? I thought we were gonna break. I didn't. I didn't bring. I didn't say anything about Miles. But you want to talk about Miles? Let's talk about Miles. Well, oh, I don't know if that was a rumor. That was just a uh, go. Go for it. Well, you're the one that read it. I know, I know. All right, so... Oh, I did. I forgot to mention it. Yeah. There's another one. So there is a rumor that Jaden Smith is being eyed for Miles Morales. And I don't like it at all. No. And it's... It's... All right. It, so here's a, a lot let, of things. Let's flush this out real quick. Let, all right, let's flush this out. I think that he is... Too old. A, one, too old. 
that's given one to old. Second, he is a decent actor, and I'm seeing this as nicely as I can. Mm-hmm. But I don't think he's strong enough to capture it, uh, to capture the attention as of if as a Miles Morales. Miles Morales. He he he. I don't. I, I know. I I've, and there's this thing with that when you play a mixed character, it's hard to 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 uh, convey both mixed. Like if it's because he's Puerto Rican and black, so it's it's you have to balance both. Is it Puerto Rican? I thought he's Dominican. No, he's Puerto Rican and black. Okay. Um, his mom is Puerto Rican. His dad's black. Okay. Um, but I don't. I don't think that he one is like how you said he was older. Yeah. Two, I don't think his acting is strong enough. Three, I just he doesn't he doesn't look like he he would physically. I feel like he's taller than physically Tom fit Holland, the so that already is just kind of a. He's a, he's. I think he is. How tall is Tom? I'm Holland. not sure, but I just you know what it is. I could. I want to see not that I can Tom see, Holland. but if like let's say we were having this discussion back when he did the Karate Kid. I guess maybe because he was that maybe of that age, but I still didn't think he has that quality. Even by the Karate Kid, he was still too young. He was thirteen, and he was like ten, eleven. You know what it is about. Like you know 15? what it is about Jaden. It's I think he has too much of his dad in him, and I feel like every time I see him on screen, he's because it it's the way he plays his character, the way he acts. It just kind of feels like his father, like very tries to be very charismatic, like um, Ke- uh, Will Smith and uh, let's say someone like The Rock. They always have this very, very strong, charming personality. Yeah. Um. That's very overwhelming, which is great for leading men. But when you're playing a kid who's kind of like coming into the world and kind of like learning himself and learning what he's doing and stuff, like to have somebody come in there with, let's say, that kind of bravado just and doesn't like work. Vulnerability. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I, that's the thing. I don't. I don't think he'll be able to portray vulnerability enough. Yeah. Oh, well, you already know my pick. So I already mentioned my pick was, um, and I have to look him up. The kid who was in Vampires versus versus Brooklyn or Bronx. Sorry, Vampires versus Bronx. Um, in the movie, he plays a Dominican, um, but I think he has that kind of look to have the diverse character. He already plays somebody who, in that movie alone, that's a great, um, that's a, that's a great way to buy himself into that kind of role because he literally is this kid growing up in the streets with this, you know, not having much, just having his friends around him. And like, I felt like he already encompasses that. that, that. His name is Jaden too. What? His name is Jaden too. What is Jaden what? Jaden Michael. I th- I feel like he already he already with that one movie he already portrays that character. Look at that. Yeah. Look at that picture, dude. He is definitely Miles Morales. Right here, yeah. He. This is oh a, my we'll gosh. To I wish pe- I had. Pe- I wish I had Boss Logic's skill set, so I can <laughs> take that picture and turn him into Miles Morales yeah. with the hoodie and everything. He he would fit. He would fit that role. <sighs> perfect, like ridiculously perfect. So that's that's my take on that one. All right, so Jaden, not Jaden Smith, but Jaden Michael as Miles yeah. Morales for next pick. I don't know who I would have. Mm-hmm. I, I I can't think of an actor off the top of my head that I would want as as a it's a it's Shia a Shia LaBeouf. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because the thing about it, like obviously you need you need a very specific look to the character and a very specific age. And right now, I don't, I can't really picture too many actors at that age and that kind of look at this moment. That has that that and plus that we've seen in movies because there's very few movies that we've seen that people fit like that age that look 
that ethnicity altogether yeah. to give that. And he's the only one that's caught it, which is funny because we saw the Vine Presidents of the Bronx. Yeah. But we'll see we'll see what, what flushes out through that rumor. Yep. All right, guys, we're gonna take a quick break and come back with damn Nick's corner review. Yep. Hey everyone, welcome back to Damn Nix's Corner Review. Alright people, so... Uh, <laughs> we have a double feature today. We have a double feature, which actually it's funny because both movies are fight related. Yes. Both of them are about fighters. Yes. So uh, let me start off with... Let's go with your selection. Yeah. You want to start off with your selection or my selection? No, let's start off with my selection. Alright. This is going to be such a fun review on both these movies. Okay, so first movie is Chick Fight. So um, this movie has, let's see, um, surprisingly enough, the main villain of this movie is Bella Thorne, who plays Olivia. Uh, The main actress is, uh, I don't want to mispronounce her name. Who's that? Let me see. Uh, Mylon Eckerman. Mylon Eckerman is Anna. She's the main person in this movie. But then you have uh, such a rounded off cast of such cool people. Because you have Alec Baldwin. You have Kevin Nash. Yeah. Which I thought was surprising. I loved his character in that movie. Um, you have a Duce Salone. Um, I mean, you have such a such a round off these all these different characters in the movie. Um, so the movie is basically about a woman who's gone through like just everything in the book. She's lost everything, money, and all these different things. So her friend um, decides that what she needs is to fight in order to kind of get her self-confidence back. Yeah. Um, there's a lot. Actually, there ends up being a lot more to even that story, which I find interesting. I actually love this movie. I did. I'm sorry. I loved this movie. Like, I felt like it. it, it okay, the easiest way I could describe it to somebody is if the the whoever directed Bridesmaids yeah d- decided to remake Fight Club I I see that <laughs> um I, I, I and even and even then I feel kind of like a betrayal to say that because I don't think that movie this movie was like cheesy cuz I mean don't get me wrong Bridesmaids wasn't necessarily 100% cheesy but I felt like it was a little over the top with certain things I don't think this movie was it was funny but it wasn't like stupid raunchy funny. It was just funny. Yeah. Like it, you know the jokes. You know the jokes they made it landed. The awkward moments, stuff like that. Like it was just genuinely a feel good kind of Fight Club style movie. Yeah. And I felt like even the fights and the training and stuff like that actually felt grounded, even though it was a bad woman. You know, like learning how to fight. Like you know it. At Bella Thorne, out of all people, but um, even the fight scenes where she's training felt grounded. Like, especially her awkwardness when she's learn- trying to learn how to fight and then how they're teaching her. Yeah, me, you know, having gone to the school with you to boxing and yeah. fighting stuff like that, I felt her pain. Like, I felt it wasn't anything really stupid or over the top, like where you just kind of making fun of somebody, whatever. No, I felt like there's some actual like grounded, you know, background in actual boxing and fighting in it. Yeah, no, of course. So, um, yeah, I loved it. I really felt good watching it. I loved all the characters around it. I laughed, you know, laughed my butt off. Um, I thought the character development was way better. Like, it was just so yes. good. 
Like, she actually, you know, she got into it. She became a fighter. She, like, I don't know. Just everything about the movie felt like it went somewhere. All right. So, here's the best way I could mm-hmm. describe her for for uh, Mylon Ackerman's um, thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, her character. Because her, her and because we just reviewed a movie with her Friendsgiving last week. Yeah. Remember we, yeah, we just we, discussed we, that. We discussed it. And it was funny. It was like, oh, let's watch this movie. And she's in it. I felt that. This is how I thought. That whoever made that movie in um, Friendsgiving, I felt they were trying to give her this arc of like trying to better herself or a re- uh, self-actualization of who mm. she is. And they missed the hit, missed the mark on this one. But this one in Chick, Chick Fight, yeah, they hit it. Like it was like her motivation of went beyond of just of just wanting to fight. Like it was there was more deeper things that were happening in the movie. That gave it gave it volumes until the to to give it um, her more sense of direction on how she's going to be in the movie and how the movie progressed and her 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 development how uh, from where she started to where she ended. And I like the connections too because it was like, you know, I mean, at first it was just like, okay, so what? They just randomly, you know, her best friend never decided to talk about this one place and it was random and like, no, it wasn't random. It was like everything, even then, it was felt intentional, like why they brought her there, why she needed to go there, why she needed to do all this, and even essentially why, you know, it's like it felt like her reasoning kept developing. It wasn't yeah. just that her initial, like, was I'm infor- just going- enforcing everything that she was trying to do. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It just felt like her reason to be who she ends up being at the end of the movie just kept on developing to be more. Like, it wasn't yeah. just, like, initially it started off with, yeah, I'm going through some crap and I need to... Uh, release this aggression, and yeah. that's initially why they brought her. But then, even that became more interesting because more they clearer. showed another layer to that. Yeah. And even at the end, where you know, obviously, you know, goes she goes up against. I mean, that's not really a spoiler, but yeah, she goes up against the big bad, which is in a sense Bella Thorne. Yeah. Um, you know, it it developed to to mean more than that too. Like it, it doesn't. Like, it just felt like there was more development for such kind of like a. Kind of like a feel good movie. It, well, all right, so here's me thinking about it. Yeah. Is it more of like I felt like thinking about it more? It's like a feel good, never back down. Yes, <laughs> even though technically never back down is like kind of like a feel good movie too. Yeah, but it yeah, felt yeah, like a thing. Are more comedic, more comedic, more comedic, more comedic and more feel good. Yeah, like if uh, and you know what is it Tri- about uh, triumph? I like, never triumph. realized is Florida like a big fighting community apparently because I mean I know based on what we've we we people we interact with in the gym that we were part of that yeah there's a lot of fighters here but man I'm starting to notice a pattern where all these like fighting underground fighting movies are like in Florida like that was in Florida they didn't really yeah. say but that was Florida that was like Miami yeah um so yeah it was weird um I thought the movie was good. And to, don't tell me, I mean, um, there's a scene where kind of like they kind of had that um, karate kid thing where it's like, well, you know, if I'm going to train, you have to do this one thing first. Yeah. Tell me you don't want to try that. I did. Tell me, I want to <laughs> try that. Like when everything's said and done, I want to go out and try to do that. Watch thing. this movie and you'll, you'll, see, yes, what you'll talking, see what we're talking about. But man, you want to you want to try it yourself. You're like, I wonder if I could do it. Like. It's one of those things, and I'm just yeah. like, I really want to see if I can do it. So, I don't know. I really love this movie. I was actually surprised, because um, you know what it is? I was surprised that, I don't know if, if with the pandemic and everything, would this have gone to the theater? 
but I felt like I know it wouldn't have gotten the recognition it deserves. It um, would have gone to theater, but yeah, it would it, it would have been like a B list movie. It would have came no, out. Nobody would have promoted it. Yeah, it so, would have been. It would have been like one of those hidden within one of the. And made. the sad thing is, I like this better than ninety percent of the movies I've seen in, in the actual theater, because I mean, most of the theaters they have an inside joke here and there, which is funny. But like they're overall they're well, whatever the storylines are okay like it's always the storylines are okay this had a funny moment um, I like this character yeah they did this but it's very rare that you have a movie that felt overall like the whole good. cast like mixed well with each other like yeah like her 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 interactions with Alec Baldwin was funny and they, they had this good back and forth her with a best friend. Her with uh, oh man Kevin Nash. Not even like, just Kevin. Kevin Nash was funny, but the whole because like, I was you know, my biggest skeptical moment was um, Bella Thorne. Not that I have anything against her, but I just I thought I'm like she's the big bad. Like I thought you would get somebody at least more aggressive looking. Yeah, but it wasn't even about the aggression. She played off the fighting scenes fine. Like she made it seem like yeah. she was like this, like you know mixed martial artist type thing. She did that well. Um, and it would, but it wasn't really about her fighting skill. It was just about how obnoxious. Yeah, she was, and I think that's where she shined, and that's where their banter worked so much yeah. better. Like, um, what was it? especially you know remember this scene? Especially there was one with um, what's his name the the guy from Entourage, um, little yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, the way they, where they're like he was in the middle, and they were kind of like riffing off each other. Yeah. I thought that, that scene was, just was hilarious. That was funny. So yeah, I definitely recommend this. I. As something to watch that's fun that you'll enjoy that you probably want to watch again, um, a surprise, a little surprise movie to watch that, especially for Thanksgiving. So I will give this uh, three and a half Nickies. Yeah, me I don't me. want anything like the only thing. And again, I don't think he did a bad job. I'm not saying anything against him. I just found it weird because uh, Kevin McCartney, McCon- what's his name? Kevin, it's like Kevin McCartney or something. I forget his name. Mm-hmm. I just loved him. I know from E as from E from Entourage. Um, I thought he was cool. I just find him weird to be the main love interest in this. Yeah. Like I've not. It's so weird for him to like, when I see him as like Kevin the, Conley. Kevin Conley. I always find it weird to see him as a main love like love interest in a movie. Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, it's nothing against him. He's not a bad looking dude. It's just you know, and I'm sure too. Trust me. Me and him are probably the same height. But usually you always find somebody who's going to, like, kind of has those, what was it, the description I've heard before, chiseled features. Yeah. Like, as the the main guy. But, no, it was cool to see him in the movie. I, I thought he was funny. I thought he was, he did a good job. I just, that was the only thing that threw me off. Otherwise, love the movie. Period. Yeah. Um, so, definitely three and a half Nikki's. Check it out. What did you give it? I give I give it three and a half Nikki's. Yeah. I, I, like, I, there was a, everything you hit on the marker hit. It was funny. It was better than I expected. Way yeah. better than I expected. Because I, I, the trailer doesn't do it justice either. Yeah, the trailer, and that's what I loved about it. The trailer made it seem so cheesy, so stupid. I'm yeah. like, you know what? It's gonna be a stupid, funny movie. It's gonna be a good, enjoyable movie just to watch, just to kill two hours and just small laughs here and there, mm-hmm. and see what happens. And it was like you kind of it's a, and it's already one of these movies that's already predictable. Mm-hmm. But what it's great with what it did really well is. The story, the backstories of, yeah. of 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 how the Fight Club or whatever female Fight Club is came to be to fruition, and um, 
and it gave more depth to the character for her to find herself more mm-hmm. than I ever thought I would imagine I would see in a comedy chick fighting yeah. movie. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you think about... You know, I, would, I would assume I would see that as something in like a dramatic film or yeah. something something that has more substantial depth to it. Yeah. But this one, they just kept it so lighthearted that they hit those moments and you're like, damn. And what I like too is uh, like... I felt like they were, you know, when you see a movie like this, you feel like they're just going to go with these cliche female jokes type thing. I don't know. Like, I thought they were going to do something where they were going to try to do some, like, cliche joke about a woman in a fight or something like that. And I'm happy that that's, that's not, that was no part of the comedy. It was just about these girls just fighting, dude. Just yeah. That's it. Just like, you know, like, just giving it all, getting you know, getting in there, you know, you know. Like screaming into basically just screaming into a pillow, they just fight each other. Yeah, that's the kind of idea that, and I love the way they did it. That's what I'm saying. I I hate when movies get too try to get too heavy handed, where it's like, like I always say this this thing, but when uh, 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 Gin and Juice in the Hood, whatever. Yeah, you know, message. No, like none of that. It was just dude, women that go in there and fight. That's it. Literally, that's as simplistic as it is, and that's exactly what it was, and it was done well. Yeah. All right, so we have an average of three and a half Nickies yep. for a chick fight. Yeah. So let's get into the second movie that we got so, to watch, which is an also fighting movie. All right. So our, my pick was Jungle Land. Um, it stars Charlie Hannon, Jack O'Connell, Jessica Brardon, and uh, Jonathan Majors from Lovecraft. Yeah. Because we've just been binging on that show. So this one is about uh, two brothers, Lion and Stan. And uh, Lion is a bare knuckle fighter. And it looks like they are in cahoots with or in debt with a local mob or mob boss. And they put them on a on they assigned them to a tournament, but they have to do a task before that, before they could get to the tournament Mm -hmm. and enter and fight where, where they win a bunch of money so they could be set for the future. So, okay, that's the premise. All right. So. Uh huh. I really enjoyed this movie. You did? I enjoyed it. I did not. Hear me out. Hear me okay. out. Okay. There, there was... They... Okay. I enjoyed the movie because it, it reminded me a little bit of... All right. So what this movie did for me was mm. that I liked Charlie Hannon's character uh, because his devotion to his brother also was his downfall to the character itself Mm -hmm. and he it was it was the minute i was he was a character from like i don't know the best i don't know a movie to reference it this is what i'm having trouble with okay but he's one of those characters that uh his ambition is also his flaw of trying to achieve more okay but he's willing to sacrifice to do it one thing about it is a very slow-paced movie which one thing is it doesn't it, it's a fighting movie but doesn't revolve around fighting. Yeah, I was going to say the all. chick fight was a better fighting movie. Yeah, so this one it and and here's and that's one thing is that the trailer did wrong is that they portrayed it as going to be all out brawl of a movie. I thought a fight uh fighting with um what's his name? Um uh, from Step Up uh, 21 Jump Street what's his name? I'm I'm drawing a blank. Magic Mike. He dances. Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. He was in a movie called Fighting. 
See, but okay. So here's my thing. And and that one was mm-hmm. more fight scenes in this one. And yeah. but I felt like they were on the same page of they're just trying to get that last big score, last big fight to make all this money to get out. Okay. And that's one thing is that Channing Tatum's movie is that it revolved about his growth and fights in between to get to where he's at. This one was the growth was within the move between the two big fights. I felt like it didn't take me anywhere. This is my just my thing. Oh, yeah. I felt like it didn't take me anywhere. I felt like I'm gonna say this not to be crude, and I hope it doesn't offend anybody, but this is kind of I always go with my initial thought process just yeah. because that's go for it. Best way I could describe it. It felt like I rented a porno and I got a Cinemax movie. Like, you know okay. what I mean? Is like you expect things. Like you, I was expecting every character in this movie. I expected certain things from, and none of them actually ever delivered it in the sense of like the guy you mentioned from. Um, from Lovecraft, right? Yeah. I thought he was going to be the big bad. I thought it was going to be a big thing with him. He played, he was done like after 34 minutes of the movie, something like yeah. that. So he didn't even play the big part in that one. And even the villain that they kept on talking about, you thought it was going to be somebody classic, somebody, you know, whatever. It was no, it, was, it felt like it was no, to me, it was just it felt like nobody. Um, this guy was a fighter. I felt like he didn't fight. The other guy was this guy who was ambitious, but his faults, didn't really feel like false like you know what this movie felt like it felt like the movie fighter with uh um uh mark Wahlberg and uh um uh, uh christian, christian bale, bale but not done as well in a sense of okay i could see that yeah because that was a good movie that's what it, that was a great movie but again everybody had a role to play like one guy was you know because I thought Channing Tatum was going to be somebody who... I'm sorry, Channing Tatum. I thought that... Charlie uh, Hannon. Charlie Hannon's character was going to be somebody who just didn't know how to stop, let's say, game. Like, he had a vice that they had to deal with, you know, and the brother always had to help him out of it. Yeah. That wasn't the case. In this case, it was always... His brother always just um, overestimating his brother's skill. And that's another thing, too, is that this guy really didn't come off to be even a good fighter. No. Like, there wasn't... I mean, in the final... In the, the whole thing was developing to this final fight scene... That felt flat for me. Like, I'm like, okay, I didn't care about the fight scene. Like, it just happened. I didn't feel like I cared about the person he fought. That didn't feel like it was overwhelming odds. It didn't feel like he was even a better fighter than other ones. Like, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It just felt flat because it was... Okay, sorry. Forget my last reference. This is basically what it is. It felt like a great EDM song that never dropped the bass. There's a... Dun, 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 yeah, dun, so dun. you got a great buildup, and I just felt like none of the characters ever really went anywhere like none of them ever developed to go anywhere like you know like the girl didn't i hated her i hated her too but what i'm saying is i hated her character you know every every movie that you you see like the first one we talk about chick fight they go somewhere they they develop to be somewhere they don't go they're never where they never end up where they started that was the whole point of a movie that's why you watch it i felt like nobody really went anywhere in this movie for me like i felt like you know every character just kind of ended or they either they didn't end well or went anywhere or they just fizzled out to to and not really and, go. And that's what I like about it. That's one know. thing. That's one thing I would like about it because um, it's either with, with with some movies you 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 wanted to either have a grandiose ending like well, it's not, they, it wasn't they, even the ending. I no, just no, no, wanted no, no. to I'm people saying, to. Okay. I know, no, like you wanted to be like they had this big epiphany. Of a moment that they changed their lives for good well, or for bad, so, or whatever. Yeah, no. But this one, it was so like they were so mediocre that all their efforts didn't really affect anything major. Like 
too wildly. Like it was, it wasn't a big change. Yeah, and and that's what I liked about it. It was like it felt more like it would happen in real life than I than I would see in chick fight. You know hear I me? Mean? Mm. A little bit more. I feel like there's. I I just see it as there's people. I just said like I I could see somebody and I have to have family members mm. and friends that 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 are really. It's hard to say the average of what they do, but they have this the a vision of grandeur that they're gonna be way better than they are. Yeah, and they they get this win or they get this loss, and it doesn't progress them at all. And I'm like, I felt it because I'm like, damn, I see people. I I can see that's like, I see that in people not every day, but more often than not. And I think that's why I enjoyed the movie because I felt it was grounded in the sense that. It probably happens every day. You know, okay, so this is my thing. The reason I felt like, okay, like, what would have been a better, how do I put this? I don't want to say because I don't want to spoil it, but I just felt like even a small change, even a small little changes in the movie could have been, could have made it a great movie. Because, again, the actors are great. Everything was there. It's just. The, the dialogue I, was good. I just didn't really feel what the, I didn't know what any of the conflicts were. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I didn't really see That's one yeah, that's one thing like, I would agree with. What was everybody's conflict? I mean, what so what was uh, uh um uh, what's his name the the brother? What was technically really what's his conflict or what was the fighter's conflict or what was the girl's conflict? I didn't feel like they didn't have any real conflict that they overcame. Yeah. And that's where I'm like, okay, so what was I guess what it is what with it, the, with a movie, that's the whole point is that there is something that you have a life, something happens you get to the other side, whether you, uh, you know, whether you overcame it or not, there's something that happens inside. Yeah. I felt like there was nothing that happened. Yeah, that's, all right, so, it, it ha- all right, so, I like this discussion, I'm loving it. So, <laughs> the reason, I, the I know, I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, my thing is that, that, it, that, it's like, how you said, like, something happens, something changes, and whatever happens from that, whatever journey mm-hmm. they're in for that momentary, moment in time, Changes everything after. Here, it's so slight; it's non is not noticeable. It's like, mm-hmm. like it felt like whatever happened at the end of the movie when he wakes up tomorrow, he's still gonna be the same person. He's still gonna, he's still gonna do what he needs to do for for his family, for himself. Based off that, it felt like it wasn't enough of big of a change for him to move out of it. Um. I get what I get what you're trying to say. Like there was a movie like where they said it was basically a movie that was very flat, but it was well well done. Which I think it had the guy from uh, um, um, Star Wars, the um, uh, the John one Boyega. Who, no, no, no. Um, the main villain, oh. or not the main villain, but the villain, um, Kylo Ren. Oh, uh, Adam Driver. Yeah, Adam Driver, and it was uh, Patman. I think it was the movie called Patman. I haven't seen it. I think it is. So, I remember hearing that. It was a very mediocre, like, literally the movie was mediocre and nothing technically actually happens. But it was designed that way and it was so well done that you actually enjoyed it. But that's not what I felt from this movie. I was just me. Again, yeah, yeah, no other people go watch it and maybe see something bigger. I just really felt kind of like, I don't want to say cheated. I just didn't, like, I just didn't go in. I didn't feel like I went anywhere. You know, like, I didn't feel like I saw some, like, an, uh, a conflict that was overcame or situation that 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 they were able to get past or something i just felt that it was something that happened yeah because the the problems the problems that they had 
at the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. are, just, are the, exactly the same problems they're having the next day after at the end of the movie. So nobody and made a different decision the day before. So it's like there, you didn't there really situations that change, but the problems haven't. Yeah, situations change. Change situations, but, but the problems are still the same. And that's what. And that's what I I, I got away from the movie. Also, the I thing got, that creeped me out a little bit was the main actress seemed really young. Yeah. Like kind of like scary young. Like she looked like she was like fifteen years old. And I was like, oh. Yeah, but she was supposed to be like twenty, twenty-one. Or I don't know. I don't know what t- what age they gave her in the movie, but it just because obviously she wasn't just like this little girl who came on the trip. This was like in a sense a love interest, right? Yeah. So that's why I was like, oh, she looked really young. But anyways, um, right, so let's get to our Nikki's. I give this three and a half Nikki's. I'm sorry, I give it two and a half. That's fine. I just I really did not like. I like the actors. The filmography was cool. You know, I felt like it was going to be a very indie, very good movie, but it just felt like I was watching the fighter uh, that I mentioned earlier, but with like not as well done. Yeah. So that was my thing. So it's a two average fighters movie. Like if it is average <laughs> two and a half, like a two and a half, because I think it needs to work on a lot. Like, yeah, you know, like this, if the reason that he was, he was so dedicated to his brother is because he failed or maybe he caused his brother not to win, and that's why he felt dedicated. Something, something, something where you're trying to overcome. Yeah, exactly. But there was, he just always like he always thought his brother was a good fighter, and that was it. Um, that's what I'm saying. I just felt like there was he was the best hype man I've ever seen, though. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, for me it was two and a half Nikki's. I got the three and a half. So we have an average of three for Jungle Land. Yes. Uh, both you could find on Amazon Prime. I think they're going for about six dollars each. I'm not sure which one. One of them I paid ten, and the other one cost six. I, I so think ten is Chick Fight. Yeah. Chick Fight was ten because I think it's newer, maybe. Yeah, and then um, Jungle Land is six. But mm. catch them on Amazon Prime. Yes, please, definitely. Yes. All right, guys. Uh, we don't have any events really. Only Black Fridays. So. We'll catch you guys next week. As always, thank you so much for listening. You can always find us on our Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook page at Nerds in the City. You could always send us an email at nerdsinthecitypodcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think. Send us a review, recommendations for movies to review, any predictions that you have, any topics you want us to discuss, and anything that we could do to improve your listening pleasures. As always, tell a nerd, send a nerd, bring a nerd. All right, everyone. See you next week. Bye.